let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. Disasters sometimes strike, and it's it's what they do. And when bad things happen, a lot of times, uh, you know, those who are are worse off uh, are the ones that were never really prepared, even mentally. You're too smart to be one of those people. That's why you understand it is critical to have at least some food stocked up in case of a crisis. So when your family uh, is in a crisis, you have some options on the table. MyPatriotSupply.com. They are the people that have helped my family prepare for years. When everybody is standing in line, you won't have to be. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order will ship the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen in a moment's notice, so don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today. Become self-reliant. No matter what the future holds, you just stand. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. to the uh, program today we have a lot to cover uh, hamas the leader of hamas has called for a global day of rage and blood that he has called for tomorrow this is the time for jihad he says the money trail from the u.s and the biden administration is much worse than you thought it was we all thought it was just the six billion dollar deal and the pallet of cash that Obama gave Iran, but it is much, much worse than that. And we are negotiating now for prisoner swaps. The reason why Hamas has just verified that they took uh, Americans hostage is because they saw us negotiate with Iran. And so they figured they'd get more out of it. And Biden says he's doing a lot He's doing a lot to get our people off the ground in Israel. Are you, are you, have we become the Falkland Islands all of a sudden? Who the hell are we? We're going to give you all of those updates. Plus, we have the IDF on with us today. Rand Paul and Chip Roy is joining us in about 30 minutes. Stand by. We begin in 60. Uh... Dealing with aches and pains in your everyday life can be exhausting. Believe me, if you find yourself thinking about things that you used to be able to do almost on autopilot, but you can't do them anymore, 
because you're in pain. Think little things like getting down on the ground and wrestle with the kids or the grandkids. These can easily turn monumental tasks when you're hurting. In fact, you might stop doing them altogether, but there is possibly a solution. More than a million people have bought Relief Factor's Quick Start, and about 70% of them go on to order more. They find the relief that I have found. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week Quick Start. Again, ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. I want to share with you uh, a letter from my friend in Israel. His name is Fabian. He and his family are witnessing all of this firsthand. And as a dad, I can relate to him. He wrote to me early this morning. Glenn, you've been speaking of evil for some time now and... And using that word, not, I think, lightly. You've been saying that this is not only a battle of flesh and blood, but it is good versus evil, perhaps even biblical. In the past week, you've made that choice crystal clear. Others, like Ben Shapiro, have also been using these words. I have too. But did we really need yet another lesson in the existence of evil? Let's just for a second pretend that infanticide and genital mutilation of children are a debatable political issue. That's only true in a world gone insane, but let's pretend for a second. Can we not agree that Auschwitz, Pol Pot, ISIS are examples of absolute evil? Do we actually need more? Apparently so, and so here we are. Entire families executed, grenades tossed into children's bedrooms, beheaded babies, women raped, murdered, and their bodies paraded naked as trophies, women burned alive while a crowd cheers. All of these things and more have happened in the last 10 days. People, human beings have done these things. This evil... While others have cheered them on, including, yes, some very useful idiots. But also including some who knew exactly what they're cheering on. Gas the Jews? Gas the Jews, chants the crowd. Glenn, you said last night on your TV program that you made the difficult choice to show some of the images of this evil. Some, many, many have shown less. Israeli media has been very sparing, and the trend among the public here is to not spread these images, not give them any airtime. Others, like Ben Shapiro, have chosen to show more, even though he has not shown it all. I know this is a difficult choice, but I think you and Ben made the right choice. These images need to be seen. This needs to be looked at and understood for what it is. Evil. I don't care what you know or think you know about the conflict. If you cannot look at these images and recognize that these are acts of pure evil, then we have a gigantic problem on our hands, and the conflict is the least of our worries. 
This time, we can't say we didn't know. Not that this was any more than a flimsy excuse last time. This time, we all know. We know who. We know what. We know where. We know when. We know why. And we know its name. Evil. Evil is not defeated by pretending it doesn't exist. Or that it's less than it is. Or that it's someone else's fault. Or that of the conflict or society or the system caused it. We don't defeat evil by adverting, uh, averting our gaze, by shrinking back and hoping it will leave us alone. It won't. We defeat evil by looking it in the eye, by naming it and speaking out against it, by fighting back when needed. I believe this is the sense of Moses' copper snake. Only by looking straight at what was killing them were the Israelites saved. Glenn, like most fathers, when my kids are occasionally scared at night, I usually tell them there aren't any monsters under the bed. And none in the closet either. I checked. There's no such things as monsters. Those are just stories. You're safe. We're right here. The house is locked, the bedroom door is open, and we're right next door. Go to sleep. The thing I've been wrestling with as a dad is, that's not true. And my kids, at least the older ones, are getting to the age when I need to tell them the truth. Especially after what happened this week, there are monsters. And there's plenty of them. And they really are evil. And they really do horrible things. They're not under the bed or in the closet. At least not right now. Laugh, if you will. But this week, every night, I have checked. I hope I don't have to suggest. You should too. But they are out there. And they are way too close. This week they got inside. They don't have tentacles or shining red eyes or shark teeth. It's worse than that. They walk on two legs. They're men. They were made in the image of God, and they have chosen to turn that image into some demonic caricature. Judaism doesn't believe in a devil in the classic Christian sense, although there is a being called Satan. He's more of an overzealous attorney general for God, nor... Does it have very much to say about demons, though there are hints of something buried under the dust of centuries? But Glenn, this has me wanting to believe in demons, because it would be easier to swallow, at least in a sense. I'd rather call them evil beings, demons, rather than the name of men. I need to find the way to tell my kids these things so they know that monsters are really out there so they can look at all of it in the eye and tell it that they will not yield. Yes, they may feel fear, but it will not get the better of them. Evil is real. But as for me and my house, we will stand with God and we will stand with the good. 
We choose life. We will stand at the gate and we will defend the house. Back when the two of us met, we started talking about faith. These are timeless questions nobody can really answer. But why does God allow this? What does your faith say? Is it the price of free will? Is it that evil is the necessary shadow of good? Can't God at least keep the worst at bay? But then would we not keep praying for the worst of whatever remains to be kept at bay until we demanded of God that he keep us from stubbed toes and deliver total equity on earth? Of course, isn't this exactly what he's been doing the whole time? Can we look at what we know of human history and say, this is what's left after the worst has, in fact, been kept from us? Is this the part miracles play in human events? Is this why we saw miracles in the American founding? Is this why Israel exists? Is this why... We somehow have managed not to destroy ourselves in a nuclear holocaust. I believe that God is good. I believe that evil is a necessary possibility. But that it is a choice that humans make. On a more hopeful note, I, I have to believe that proof that there is evil must also mean that there is also good I see this every day here now, in my friends who put on a green uniform to fight and perhaps die for all of us. I see it in the support pouring in from America and all across the world, including your audience. And in countless acts of heroism we witnessed just in the past few days, not all of them by Jews. For example, in the initial attack, some Negev Bedouins, Arabs, were killed by Hamas while attempting to help people escape from the rave festival. May their memory be for a blessing. Last, if I could, Glenn. Could I ask that you would ask people around the world, and especially in America, in these times, just stand and witness. See the evil. Look it in the eye. Name it. Speak, stand, not for us, though it's good to know we don't stand alone. But say these things and stand for you and your children, because sooner or later the monsters will come for you too, for all of us. May God keep you and your audience safe. May he bless you and all your endeavors as he does with all who bless his people. Fabian. Back in a minute. Thomas wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He says, I have two huskies and I have to admit I didn't expect much. I thought for sure it was a gimmick, but I'm a believer. It's only been three weeks now and the fur looks incredible on all of them. And the excitement and stanima is overwhelming. Thank you so much. 
Thomas, I hear you. I had the same experience with my dog, Uno. In his old age, Rough Greens has given him, I think, the absolute best years of his life. Now, this is not a dog food if this is the first time you're hearing about Rough Greens. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it and you'll see a difference in your dog. They have a special deal. You just go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back or call 833-GLEN33 and they'll give you your first trial bag free just to make sure your dog will eat it and like it. It's right. It's free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to 833-GLEN33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 or roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID, and back to the program. Uh, well, welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. Hi, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Good. Uh, I would ask that the audience uh, pray for some uh, miracles. I can't give you... Um, any details today, but I hope to be able to fill you in perhaps on Monday, but, uh, pray for our team and, uh, pray for miracles. Uh, there is a great story from, uh, Arian Wex, uh, Wexel from the Federalist. She writes, it all became even more egregious when we inspect within the context of the Biden administration's foreign and domestic policies, the money trail with Iran is worse than you think. Let me just read this to you. Many of the articles surrounding the atrocities of the Hamas attacks in the past weekend have been referenced, uh, have referenced the recent $6 billion deal in which the U.S. gave its money to Iran in exchange for five Americans. It already seemed like the worst trade in history, but it's more nefarious than simply unleashing six billion dollars to uh, Iran, a known terrorist state and the most existential threat to the free world. In reality, this one detail hyperlinked quickly in most articles is part of a larger spider web of hidden details. In a recent article, senior advisor of the Foundation for Defense of Democracies and former National Security Council official Richard Goldberg traces the money trail, and he confirms it's worse than you think. Listen to this. The $6 billion you've seen in all of the headlines is only the money being transferred from our friends in Qatar. This is separate from the $10 billion of assets being transferred from Iraq. That continues on a rolling basis. Then there are reports that Iran will be allowed to access $7 billion in fiat currency by trading drawing rights with the International Monetary Fund. And Japan is now scheduled to transfer $3 billion to Iran. The revelations don't and there, U.S. officials have also quietly acknowledged that they've uncapped Iranian oil exports to China. 
these export uh, export levels previously held by the Trump administration to 775,000 barrels per day are now estimated to be between 1.4 and 2.2 million barrels per day. Modest estimates value this relief at $25 billion annually. So the total is not $6 billion. The total orchestrated by the Biden administration to Iran is $50 billion. This is perhaps the only, only the first layer that we know. We know Iran has already ejected international nuclear inspectors and are on their way to building a facility that is believed to be now so deep that no bunker buster could even uh, affect it. Iran didn't have to stop their production of high, highly enriched uranium. They're just producing it at a slower rate. And the Biden administration chose to pick up the Obama era's decision to unrestrain Iran based on a pinky promise. Most recently, we learned that top officials were influencing the U.S. government in favor of Iranian nuclear power. A series of leaked emails now have forced the chief of staff to the secretary of defense. Messages show her involvement with the Iran Experts Initiative, a direct Iranian government initiative to allegedly improve the country's image. This would seem the mandate of improving the country's image, including uh, included influencing the U.S. government to give Tehran more flexibility in enriching uranium. It also clarifies the quiet suspension of the Biden administration's lead Iranian negotiator, Robert Malley, which was previously unexplained. We have also come to learn that other aides were directly corresponding with the Iranian government from their U.S. government posts. Iranian lawmakers proudly chant death to America, but we make deals. We have the Biden administration making deals with the enemies of the United States of America. He is he has cleared the way for 50 billion dollars to go to the biggest terrorist organization on the planet. And then he has allowed them to make money with the Chinese by allowing them to sell more of their oil while canceling our oil here in America. When's enough enough, America? The Glenn Beck Program. Here's an idea. Next time you go to the gun range, don't load any ammunition into your gun. Just point the barrel at the target and say bang loudly. And then guess how close you might have gotten to the bullseye. I've got a story today in the show prep. If you don't get it, you can get it free at glenbeck.com. Get it every morning. There's a story about how bad how bad off we are because of what this administration has done with our armaments. Uh, ammunition is not going to get cheaper. So one solution to the expensive ammo is bang at the gun range. But the best solution is Mantis X. Mantis X, it is high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military, and it helps you prove you're shooting quickly. You can attach it to your firearm and connect it to an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. And whether you're firing actual rounds 
or dry fire practicing you just aim at anything pull the trigger and it tells you exactly what you're doing wrong and how to correct it instantaneously it's amazing 94 percent of the shooters improve within 20 minutes start improving today mantisx.com that's mantisx.com and it's blazetv.com slash glenn just use the promo code glenn save 10 bucks chip roy is next All right, so we have uh, Chip Roy coming up in uh, just a second. The Israel aid is now being tied up uh, with the Ukrainian aid. Uh, we are in a horrible situation with our supplies now. We, we I don't know uh, how much we can fight ourselves now, let alone if we get involved in a two-front war. And if we're in a two-front war, gang, I got news for you. China's taking Taiwan. Because this is the truth that nobody wants to say. We cannot defend Taiwan. We can't. We don't have, we don't have enough assets there. We don't have, you know, they, they will overwhelm us just in drones. We won't be able to fight them in Taiwan. And nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants, but that's the truth. So, you know, <laughs> good luck, Taiwan. But that is Horrible news, horrible news for uh, America and the West. By the way, we have Chip Roy uh, calling in here in just a second. We hope to he must have been delayed. We'll get him here in a second. But I want to talk to him about that. I want to know how we didn't know about Hamas, all mm. of this stuff. I also want to know about the, the, the vote today for the Speaker of the House. Yesterday, they nominated uh, Steve Scalise, who I like, and it's probably uh, an even exchange for McCarthy, maybe a little bit better. We're very much in the same area, even though they were sort of rivals. Right. Uh, I think as far as the performance goes, you're going to be in the same vicinity. Yeah. And it could get much worse than that. I mean, I don't think this is a bad outcome. Do you? Yeah, I think it's a. I, the question is whether it's worth going through this Correct, risk. To but it's see, not but, a bad outcome. No, I think it should be about the same as it was. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people didn't like the way it was. I didn't, um, and I wasn't in love with it either. Like Jim so, Jordan's my guy. Yeah, Jordan, I think would be an improvement. But again, Jordan is very limited in what he can do too, because of you've got a situation where you know there's a Democratic president, there's a Democratic Senate, so you're very limited in the House, but. Ah. It would be, uh, he would certainly be an improvement. We have uh, Chip Roy on with us now. Hey, Chip, how are you? Doing fine, Glenn. How are you? Uh, uh, good. I, I, I wish we had Jim Jordan going up today. Uh, you vote today, right? Uh, well, we're not sure. Okay. Uh, we, we, you know, yesterday we had the conference meeting. Um, yeah. I offered uh, an amendment that was designed to ensure that we came to a conclusion uh, to this uh, as a conference before we brought it out. We thought it was important to be united. And frankly, it was rejected and steamrolled by the kind of old guard establishment in this town who said, oh, you're trying to change the rules at the last minute. You're Stacey Abrams and all sorts of crazy stuff. And Stacey it, Abrams. It just, yeah, no, you, you, can't, you can't even make up the, stu- the, the silliness. I mean, 
All we literally did was propose an amendment to say, once we pick the, the nominee, like our normal rules from us, from Republicans, that we validate that that individual has the votes. The reason I wanted to do that, Glenn, was because it was very clear to me that Steve had problems getting to 217. And uh, I wasn't 100% sure about Jim either. And I thought we as a family ought to figure it out. That's it. This was not complicated stuff. And everybody went to the mic and said, oh, you're going to delay it. We got to go. We got to move and do this. This will slow things down. Well, guys, guess what? We just walked into a cul-de-sac and we don't have a speaker. If Steve had the votes, we would be on the floor. Um, right now, Steve doesn't have the votes. So um, we've, we've got a conference meeting at 12 today, 12.15, I think. And uh, we're going to sit down, hopefully, as a family and, and hash this out as we should have done 24 hours ago. So um, we'll see what happens today. And uh, look, I still think uh, Jim is a strong and viable candidate. Oh, he's great. And, um, and I think we ought to try to unite around Jim. And that's going to be my point in the conference today. And one last point for you and your listeners. I was prepared to uh, try to work with the family. And if they chose Steve, let's, let's try to unite around Steve. But we got to hash it out behind closed doors if he can get to 217. But when they took our good faith effort, which was an across ideological spectrum effort, uh, Glenn, it was me and Brian Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, our voting cards don't line up, you know, real well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and some of us across the party, we all sat down and we said, hey, here's an approach that will get this done. Let's do this. And man, they called in all the usual plays. K Street lobbyists were burning the phones down night before last. They got out all their talking points and had these old bulls go to the microphone and say, you're destroying the institution. So guys, all we're trying to do is have a, uh, have a decision behind uh, the, in, the, in the room behind closed doors as a family and then bring it out, which is fine. And at the end of the day, uh, we have uh, uh, now burned another day. Now we're going to go back and I'm still going to be advocating for Jim. I think he can unite us. We need a warrior who can communicate, uh, who's all in to go beat uh, Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and uh, do this for the American people. I have to tell you, um, you know, he is a great communicator. He is. He would be truly effective. He is not afraid of communicating. He is not afraid of of stating the position of uh, the right. I, I I just don't understand. Other than they think that he would be far too right. Yeah, I'm sorry. He is a conservative. You know, uh, he he is standing up against things like genital mutilation and uh you know corruption and all these kinds of things that i guess maybe some people want to play footsie with but i don't um but good luck uh i'm just i just worry that we're going to get something worse than scalise and by the way i say this with all with with all love and respect for uh for steve he's battling cancer yeah, that's a that is a worry for members of the conference. And look, I'm a cancer survivor. I went through chemo, and look, I'm praying for Steve, and I wish him well, and he's a patriot. And look, our differences are not significant, but but there is, and and, and I I just don't wish it for him. I mean, right, to have to go right. through this treatment while you're speaker of the house, and I think it'd be very hard. Um, and that's between him and his wife and God and, and his yeah. doctors to figure that out. But but it, but it is a concern for a lot of members. It is part of the reason why I think he's having trouble getting to two seventeen. But at the end of the day, for me. The next man up mentality, the, the, hey, let's just do another person who's been in Washington for 20 years, uh, you know, that's the, you know, majority leader and boom, you're the speaker, you know, as opposed to somebody who's not really of the swamp. Now, like Jim's been here for, you know, a decade plus or however long, but, but, He's but not we've swamp. got, 
but he, he's not of the swamp. He is not of this town. And, you know, this is why I think we need a, a trajectory change. Glenn. Yes. I mean, that's what I try to tell people. It's something different. We've got to shake things up because our country is burning down around us. Our borders are wide open. We're spending money we don't have. We're, you know, funding proxy wars that, you know, are endless. Uh, we're, we're, you know, driving up inflation through our bad decisions. We're funding the cultural war against our people. And, you know, Jim's got a heart of a warrior to go do this. And it's time to change. And, and if the old guard thinks that the status quo is working, someone show me. Someone show me what they're proud of that Congress has done over the last 30 or 40 years besides essentially go through the same tax cut debates every two years. Yeah. And, and I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that's look, I think we need a fundamental shift a trajectory shift, and that's why I'm still backing Jim, and we'll take that to the conference. I'm not trying to be the proverbial you-know-what in the punch bowl. What I am trying to do is force our conference to face you know, squarely the fact that the American people are sick of Washington and sick of the swamp. We need something different. We need a change, and that's what we need to be talking about today at noon. Will it make a difference at all if people call? Yes, Absolutely. We're at, a, we're at a game time decision right now for Republicans. Who is going to be the face of the Republican Party going out and arguing with Joe Biden, arguing with Chuck Schumer, heading into one of the most important elections in the history of this country? Who's going to be making that argument and leading the charge? And I think Jim has demonstrated a willingness to take on the status quo, but also work with people in town to figure out how to get, um, you know, get things done and to, and to, and to work across the conference. So, you know, people calling in would be helpful. Um, this is not a slap against Steve. I mean, no, Lord knows. I mean, you know, no, he was not. shot. And, I know. You know, he and, and 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 I got great affection for Steve. But this is just something I think that we need to unite. I don't think Steve has the votes. And I, I want us to try to make a good faith effort to, to get Jim right. the votes. And let's march forward. OK. Uh, <laughs> I have so much to ask you, but let me just uh, let me wrap it up with this question. The Israeli aid tied to Ukraine. That's what everybody's trying to do. Is that what's going to happen here? Is there a swampier frigging thing to do? There's not. To say that we're going to go say that the minimal aid that Israel would, would require or request, whatever that is, and I haven't seen a number, given the circumstances, right? We, we do three and a half billion or so you know, every year in our budget. Um, which, which pays back to us, by the way, in terms of our relationship with them at Iron Dome and, you know, front lines of security against our enemies in the Middle East. But, but we've, you know, if we're going to say, oh, no, we're going to do Ukraine, but you, I mean, Israel, but no, you got to lump in uh, Ukraine. You know how much they want for Ukraine? $80 billion. Now, I don't know if that's what they want to lump in in this installment, but I can promise you that's where they want to go for the next year. And we should not lump them together. Any aid we give, by the way, including to Israel, should be paid for. We can pay for it out of the ridiculous programs that the, the, the Biden administration expanded, like, for example, I don't know, 87,000 IRS employees. Or, I don't know, how about the Inflation Reduction Act, which is crushing American energy and empowering China? Why don't we cut it out of that ridiculous subsidy program for the rich white liberals who drive their Teslas around and pat themselves on the back, feeling good about themselves while they destroy jobs for hardworking Americans? We should pay for it out of those ridiculous programs, whatever we spend, and we should have an honest, open debate about Ukraine before $1 goes. And let me be very clear, not $1 should go to Ukraine at all. 
until we've dealt with H.R. 2 in the border, if anything goes to Ukraine. So these are the conversations we ought to be having. Lumping them together is asinine. Well, I will tell you, um, you know, uh, I, I think we need to look into what this administration has done with Iran. Uh, I think yep. they are gravely uh, responsible for what is going on because we just we're giving them money. And, you know, Hamas even said that's why we're taking American hostages. And by the way, Chip, can somebody please tell the president it requires him to pick up the phone and say, I want some gray tails every 45 minutes taking off from an airport in Israel full of Americans. That's all that's required. There's no study. There's no nothing. Oh. I, 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 I do not disagree. I mean, we need we need to see serious effort. Um, uh, and, and frankly, this like the president's not capable of that. So we have to force the people around the president to uh, come to terms with what it means to, you know, have our allies being attacked and Americans being uh, killed. I think, what, 22 Americans now yes. is what I, the last data point I saw. I think it's 24 um, this morning. Is it 24? OK, I think so. And uh, so, you know, we've got we've got dead Americans. We have American hostages. Um, you know, I might give a shout out to my friend Corey Mills, my colleague is over there trying to help, you know, get people out of Israel um, uh, who need, who need assistance. Um, but we, we need leadership right now to, to, to go protect Americans, to make sure that Israel um, has what they need to, to hold the line. But importantly, that we're not just going to go write another, you know, uh, check that's going to be a, you know, Christmas tree for Ukraine and every other wish list like this town operates. So give me an example, Glenn, all last year, we were fighting over how to cut spending, right? And so the, the big deal that was struck on the inflation, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on the, uh, you know, whatever, debt deal, yeah, was a 1% cut, okay? A 1% cut off of 2023. Not enough in yours, in my view. But okay, a 1% cut. Defense went up $28 billion. Non-defense got cut about, I don't know, 8%, okay? Well, that 1% cut would be about $16 billion. Well, Congress spent $16 billion on that CR 10 days ago for disaster relief in like an hour. So you had a whole discussion over the year about how to cut $16 billion. And then you spend 16 billion on offset in a blink. That's what's wrong with this town. Okay. You know. All right, Chip, go do your job. Thank you so much. Thank you for so much for standing up for what is right and being a voice for many of us who feel very alone. Thank you. Well, we're, we're going to keep fighting, Glenn. Just look, you know, we got to keep faith. Yep, the we, Lord calls us to keep faith. We cannot quit. Congressman, right, Co- Congressman Chip Roy um, out of Texas. So I got a letter in. Um, it said, uh, Glenn is from Rebecca. Glenn, back in February, my husband and I started a search for uh, a new house. We didn't know anybody in the area where we were trying to buy. We had no referrals for real estate agents, uh, you know, to begin a search for us. Then I remembered your company, Real Estate Agents I Trust. We're Blaze TV subscribers, so I remembered the name. So I decided to give it a try. I filled out the online form and immediately received an email from your company giving me the contact information of an agent from the area. David was his name. And they said he'd be contacting me. I'm happy to report that in June, we closed on a wonderful place. David was great to work with. I wanted to share this with you after receiving uh, the email. Thank you so much. Rebecca, thank you. Oh, we're, we're really excited to have the best agents, in, in our opinion, working with real estate agents I trust. 
This is my company, and I, they, these people don't work for me. We monitor, we screen, and it doesn't ever stop. We monitor every single sale, and we talk to people like you, Rebecca, afterwards to make sure that things went well. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. You're looking for a real estate agent in any area across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. Your home, your equity, your financial future is at risk. And this invisible threat is called house stealing or home title uh, theft. According to the FBI, and I quote, uh, con artists pick a house. It can be a vacation home, a rental property, or the home someone is living in right now. They transfer the deed of the house into their name by obtaining the forms using fake IDs and filling the paperwork with proper uh, filing the paperwork with uh, proper authorities. Now they own the home. Does that sound like fun? Does that sound like something you want to go through? I, I don't think I want to go through it. Once this is complete, of course, they can just take out loans using your home as collateral, and they can even sell your home outright from under you. This isn't something that uh, should happen to you or anyone else, but it's something that does happen all the time. In fact, it's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And it's only possible for cyber criminals to accomplish this because most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about their home's title, whether or not it's secure. Why would you? Well, you need to, and Home Title Lock can do this for you. Uh, they come in, they can make a big difference for you and secure your home's title and help you avoid a really terrible experience. Protect your home from this invisible gap. Check on your home's title right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and they're going to uh, send you a complete scan of your home's title and you'll get 30 days of triple lock protection free hometitlelock.com the promo code is beck at hometitlelock.com the global plan for a global war we talk about that coming up in just a second. Just got an um, insider from Washington who was listening to the program uh, who happened to hear um, our good friend Chip Roy on. And he said, uh, Glenn, have to disagree with Chip on this. In fact, I, I just sent it. I, yeah. Do you have you it? Sent it? Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, it says, uh, it's, now it's, it didn't have a hardcore opinion here, but said, Scalise sucks. <laughs> would but rather, tell me what you really think. Scalise sucks. Would rather have McCarthy. McCarthy is a better communicator and fundraiser, and wasn't vindictive to conservatives. Scalise sucks at communicating, sucks at fundraising, and as is as vindictive as hell. And then wow. uh, notes that uh, the conservative reviews Liberty Score for uh, Steve Scalise is an F. Yeah, not not great. It's like a fifty-five. Suboptimal, Glenn. Suboptimal. But yeah, I'm glad we had a real hardcore plan here, and everything's yeah. going according to plan. Good job, everybody. Call your congressman today, Jim Jordan. We have a chance of an A+. Program.